Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Paddling Finn Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Jay. And tonight, you guys, dun, 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 we got another epic guest for you guys. He's on the Feel Free Kayaks team. Yak Gear, Railblazer, FX Custom Rods, Savior Outdoors, and of course, my favorite, Z-Man Fishing. <laughs> He's also on a TV show. New well, it started out with a YouTube channel and now it's a TV show, correct? Yeah, it's both. Still both. We got my, 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 my Mike McKinstry in the house tonight. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. Yeah, absolutely, so man. Welcome to my fishing room. We love it. <laughs> yes, love it. Maybe we'll get a tour later. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, with with all guests, we always start out with the uh, the first first question. How did you get into kayak fishing or fishing in general? I know it's 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 the OG question, the the original question. You know, how did you get started in this? Yeah, well, it's like the biggest question, too. Yeah, right. (laughs) um, The short version, I guess, is still long, but um, I've been fishing my whole life. I don't remember why I started. No one in my family fishes. Um, I honestly don't know where it came from. Since I was as young as I can remember, I loved fishing for bluegill and anything I could. Um, I know Bill Dance was a big inspiration when I was in like my middle school years. Um, nice. I love the way he entertained. Yeah. So I, I, I like the idea of it. It wasn't watching him fish that I cared about. It was watching him fish and be entertaining, which is kind of where I kind of got my model of my show from, too, is I want to be more entertaining. It's not just about fishing. It's about what fishing allows you to do. So uh, I got into boat tournaments and did that for about, say about nine years. Okay. And I did the marketing for some big names in the fishing world, like Kevin Van Dam and some other people. And so I was around the basketball world a lot. And I was like, man, I really want to make a career out of this. And 
I remember telling, and I'm going to name drop this one happily. Um, I was talking to Kevin at a tournament in 2013. Okay. And we were on a boat together, and I was talking to him, and I said, I want to do what you do. I want to make a living fishing in, in tournaments. Like, you win so much money. It's got to be so nice. And he started laughing. He goes, <laughs> he goes, what do you think I win? I'm like, you won 100 grand. He goes, you know how much it cost me to get to that level to be able to do that tournament? He goes, it's $25,000 for this and 15000 for this, and then hotels, and then all the time I'm doing that, I can't do anything else to make money. Like, all these things. And I was like, oh, so you don't make any Even if you win, you don't make any money. So all the tournaments you lose, you're just losing all that. I'm like, that's how do you do that for a living? And he told me that creating a brand and creating an image and, you know, having things di like diversify in the fishing world and, you know, find other avenues in the same industry. And like, we had this big talk about it and that's kind of what made me model what I'm doing now um, between him and Bill Dance. And I, uh, I was in a basketball tournament on a lake out by me. There was stumps everywhere. Uh, I, I wanted to get back in this one spot and I couldn't get back there. I rebuilt the lower unit three times my boat in one season trying to get back there oh, before I finally, I, I'm like, I need to get a kayak. I need to get back there. Like I just, I need to find a kayak that I can actually fish from because my other kayak, I, if you sneeze, you flip over. So I, I couldn't use it. And I went to a store. I found a feel free kayak. I never heard of them. They just were comfortable and they look stable and went out fishing within an, a week and a half. I caught my new personal best in a kayak nice. uh, in that spot that I couldn't get to in a boat. And I was, it just changed my life. I literally had like that moment where I was like, how do I share this with everybody? I want everyone to know how cool this is. Like, this is awesome. I didn't know this existed. Now I want everyone to know. So I have a video production background and a music editing background. So I figure I'll make videos and I'll share them. And I started doing it and people like people and sponsors started messaging me saying, Hey, we love the way you do this. We love the way you show this. Would you be interested in doing this for our product? And I was like, wait a minute, I can make, I can get paid to do this crap. Like yeah. this is like, like I'm like this is cool like this is fun and I started getting paid almost as much as I was in my day job so I quit my career 10 years of marketing and I quit my career and just jumped in head first and that's where I'm at today now that's very cool man I dig that it's funny um you know you bring up the Kevin Van Dam conversation because uh on a recent podcast we had uh Aaron Steiger team manager for Jackson and yeah. he said he gets asked that question all the time like from his team guys like how do I make this my job and my career? And it seems like so many people in the fishing world in general, you know, have that vision. Like I want to be Kevin Van Dam. Like he's, he's killing it, making thousands upon thousands of dollars, but they don't know all the, you know, back leg work that goes into that. So it's kind of interesting, um, hearing your perspective on that, you know, you, you have the man telling you like, Oh, you know, you're not going to make it very far, you know, just trying to fish tournaments. You should find a yeah. back avenue. And I think that's well, it makes sense because it costs money to do it. I mean, if you think about it, you spend at least five days prepping for the tournament. You're pretty oh, yeah. fishing, driving back and forth. You're getting hotels, you're camping. And then if you don't win anything, you've got a couple grand minimum yeah. that you would have lost. If you do that 10 times a year, you got 10 grand, you're down. How nice is it to win a twenty thousand dollar tournament then when you you just invested fifteen grand into winning? It, you know what I mean? Yeah. So right, right, right. And you buy all your fishing gear. Like you got to buy all your baits and all your stuff. So you like it's impossible to do this without the backing of sponsors and fans and supporters. And it's impossible. It's it's the only way to do this for a living correctly is to diversify and spread out. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, no, I dig it, man. It's it's uh, that's good insight there because I think a lot of people. Uh, especially the guys that are, you know, kind of newer to it. You know, they're 
they're looking for that avenue, that that big win that they think is going to take them to the next level. Um, however, what they don't know is, you know, it, it's much more than just fishing and tournament fishing. So that's very cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's part of it. Like, it helps get your name out there, yeah. obviously. Well, oh, tournament. Yeah. People, people start respecting what you say, so they want to use what you use kind of thing. Sure. The tournament will help, but... It, it's, it's nearly impossible to make a living just doing tournaments unless you win all of them, which nobody really can do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think Ike and Ellie did a video too on just explaining like the sponsor side, you know, like in between the fishing. Cause he, he basically says uh, like, you know, in the beginning he's like, I eat a fish a lot. He's like, but as soon as I got, you know, to the top and I have all these sponsors, he's like, I only get the fish basically for the dirt, like the week of the tournament. You know, most times because other, you know, otherwise I'm, you know, I'm over here doing something for this sponsor and that takes a couple of days or I've got to do, you know, a, a showing over here. And, I've, you know, he's like you get thrown everywhere and you actually fish less when you're a professional okay. fisherman. Yeah, I'm you not know. even a professional fisherman. Like, I don't consider myself a professional fisherman at all. Um, and I do the same thing. I don't get to fish that often at all. And everyone's like, man, it's so nice to fish every day. I'm like, that's what it looks like. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. no, like yeah. I'm working. Like working is not the same as fishing. It's not like when I get to fish for fun and relax, I don't bring my cameras. I don't, I don't do, I, I don't even take pictures of all the fish. Usually I'm just like, I just want to go out and catch fish and just have fun. Well, well, let me, let me bring up something then. I mean, you don't consider yourself professional fisherman. Now I'll say that there are a few people at the top of the food chain, as far as I'm concerned, that I consider professional. You are one of them. And the reason I think this is because, you know, you, you are making a living off of what fishing. you're doing. Yeah. You are, you're, yeah. you know, however, you know, like you diversified, you're doing your thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, um, you know, you, you got, you know, like, I'll just say like the top people, you know, you obviously have Chad Hoover. You've got, you know, you, you've got, um, Drew Gregory. Um, I'm even going to see, uh, Gene Jensen, he came from another background as well. And I'll even say Ron Champion. Sure. Um, like, you know, the, the solid five that are making a living doing what we all fantasize about. Um, why would you say that you're, you know, consider yourself a professional fisherman when you're. I think that carries a lot of weight to it. Like, if, like if I see I'm a professional fisherman, that, in my opinion, that makes me feel like I'm. I'm a better fisherman than most people or something where in my opinion, I learned from a guy who's never been in a kayak before. I learned from guys who fish on a dock. So I think everybody does. So sure. I don't think, I don't think like I'm more of a, I consider myself more of like, I host a fishing show. Um, I get, I get to fish for a living kind of thing, but I'm not, I don't know. I look at people that are professional fishermen as like, those are the people I look up to still. So even if I was sure. at that level, I just don't, I have a weird, I have a weird, always moving ceiling of success kind of thing where I never feel like I achieve a goal because then I'll, I'll stop. So I don't think I'll ever be a professional fisherman, but uh, I see where you're coming from with it. But yeah, I mean, well, and, and here's the thing too, like these days, especially, I mean, I just think you're humble about it and I, I'd probably be the same way. I would never want to, because it does carry, um, a certain, uh, uh, description, um, yeah. and, and even a stigma to some, you know, just because because people think they always know it all, you know, like, why is he sponsored? But the thing is, is I think from my my point of view, there are so many different avenues to survive in this fishing industry these days. I don't yeah. see why you can't consider yourself a professional fisherman if because to me, the very definition is living off of that profession. Yeah, and, no, I see it completely. I just uh, like I said, like. 
like Kevin Van Dam's a professional fisherman. Yeah, and he's, he's... I, I don't I don't see myself at the same level as that. That's like sure. Bill Dance. Here's a good example, and I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this out loud because I'm a very good friend of his family and everything too. But um, I don't look at him as a professional fisherman. I look at him as an entertainer and a professional personality, like a, a host. And that's what I took from his show too. And I took the entertainment value of the show, and that's why my show is modeled a little differently than most fishing shows too, because that's where I got my inspiration from. I think that's an excellent point. Well, hold on, Ryan. One second. I got to say it. Um, I knew we were like racing to the mic on that one. Um, no, see, that's a perfect example because you're saying you, you don't think that Bill Dance or you don't feel that Bill Dance is professional fisherman. He's a showman, but he is considered a professional fisherman. You know, he's paid his dues. He's he, his dues. He's you know, he's done the work. You know, he's oh, yeah. out there. Um, but, you know, there's uh, I would say there's different tiers in professional i mean if we're gonna go that route there's definitely different tiers i think to that title um I obviously I, mean, I i agree though because it's like in, in any in sports too it's the same way like any other sport like in hockey you can play professional and not be in the nhl and sure. yeah. It, yeah. like you can be in the ohl and be professional but you're not sure. nhl professional sure yeah sure so yeah i could see that so yeah i'm like community college professional fisherman and <laughs> like i can think that yeah I mean, I I get where Mike's coming from, you know. I think what what you do well is um, you have a passion. You have um, something that you really enjoy doing, and you relate that passion to an audience and in a professional manner. And, and uh, you know, I know Jay's trying to, trying to make you say you're a professional, but um, – you know, I get where you're coming from, you know, like when, when you think professional, I think the general public, when they think professional fishermen, they think like tournament guy, right? Yes. Um, yes. Or, or, or a TV personality, so to speak. And I agree. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't, did Bill Dance even fish tournaments? I don't even know. I'm sure he I know did, he, right? I know, he, I know he has, but that's not what he was, that's, that yeah. wasn't his thing. He you just know, wanted like, to share his passion and help teach exactly. others. And I think that's what you do a great job of, Mike. Like, you well, know, thank you, man. That's my yeah. goal. That's my main goal. Yeah. And, I mean, I've watched, uh, you know, numerous YouTube videos of you and, and things like that. And I think it even says that, like, in your intro to your, to your show, right? Like, you know, I have a passion and I'm here to share it or, or something along those lines, right? I, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Sort of. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the way I broke it down. But, yeah. Um, no, I think it's cool, man. I mean, it, you know, I can relate a lot to you. Um, you know, yeah, I fish a bunch of tournaments and, you know, we do this podcast, but it was all just part of, you know, the learning experience and, you know, helping others learn from my mistakes. Um, you know, Jay's many, many mistakes and, uh, <laughs> you know, things like, things like that. And then talking to guys like you that have the same passion as us and sharing it to the, the rest of the, you know, fishing world. And, um, no, I dig it, man. It's cool, man. We have a lot, a lot of like, you're, you're in front of a camera. I'm in front of a webcam doing a, a Skype call. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, a little different, but you know, Hey, it's cool. I dig it, man. I no, dig it's it. dude. As long as people find, like, I just told someone this today actually too, is my biggest inspiration comes from inspiring others. And, that's the way I kind of do everything. I don't do this for the money. I promise you. Like yeah, I don't right. for the money. Nobody at, at this level, if you want to put us in a level, I guess, like you said, no one at this level is making a bunch of money. It's right. not. 
it's not a millionaire industry. No. Um, so I don't do this for the money. I gave up a pretty nice job and salary and benefits to struggle and deal with <laughs> social media and deal with stress. And my hours are like never ending. Um, I did it because I love inspiring other people. And I started noticing that other people, like I, I love seeing how many people have started their own YouTube channels after they saw mine take off a little bit. And I like, it's a huge like pat on the back for me when I see people trying to do what I do. Like they try to like take little parts of what I do and I see it, I notice it. I'm like, man, that's cool. Like yeah. someone, like, someone liked what I did that much where they want to try to do it too. Like that's, that's inspiring to me. And there's like people that message me and just tell me like things that I've done to help them. And I didn't even know it. I'm like, this is why, this is why I do it because yeah. If I can just get by and pay my bills and just be able to do this, do what I love and just not have to worry about paying my bills kind of thing, that's all I want to do. You know, I don't really care about anything else. And the bigger platform I get, just the more people I can reach. So, you know, I, I truly just want to send the message that, like, has saved so many lives, you know, to get out there and just find their peace and find nature and just look where a kayak can take you kind of thing, you know. And that's all yeah, I want to I think it's such a cool thing, man. It's so much fun. Amen. Preacher McKinstry in the house. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So you, you mentioned like, you know, social media and all that stuff. Um, you know, never mind. I don't even want to go down that route. Um, yeah, we'll just leave that as it is. So um, I'm almost curious now because you can bring it up. I think I know what you can bring up. Are we well, walking that line, Brian? <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll walk that line. So, you know, we, we get it sometimes too. And I know because you're a bigger spotlight, um, you know, and you're in a bigger spotlight, you know, you get it too. So how do you deal with the crap on social media? I mean, it's, uh, it, it's pretty bad right now in the kayak fishing world. We're not going to name names, but, um, you know, what, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I have two different ways that I have handled it, and there's two different ways that I, I can tell you to handle it that one is completely wrong and one completely the right, right way. Yeah. I've done um, I've done both multiple times, and I'll probably do both again. But <laughs> um, at, sometimes I look at it as being bullied, and I have a weird thing with that. I'm a smaller guy. I'm 5'5". Five five. Sure. I was picked on a lot when I was a kid, and I learned how to fight, learned how to defend myself, and kind of never got bullied again. I put myself in a spot where I could defend myself. Sure. And I was kind of raised that way. You know, when I was a kid, I was, I had a kind of family where if I came home and got in a fight and didn't defend myself, I was in trouble kind of thing. Like I better defend myself. Right. So I look at it that way a lot. And that's just like the passion part takes over where I'm like, like you're attacking me and what I do and what I care about and my integrity. And I'm going to stand up for myself. Sure. So, in my mind, that's always the right thing to do is defend yourself, stand right. up for yourself. Don't let someone push you in a social media world. It's the opposite. It, and it has to be, which is really hard for me to, I'm, I'm, I don't like social media that much, believe it or not. I'm on there seven hours a day, eight hours a day. Um, I like face to face. I like phone calls. I don't like texting. Sure. Um, I'm, I'm kind of old school when it comes to that, I guess, but I just, I believe that seeing intent and emotion is imperative to conversation. Yeah. You can't really tell tone in any other way. So, uh, yeah, so I've handled it wrong plenty of times and lashed out and attacked back because it offends me and it hurts because I'm like, I work so hard. Right. And my integrity is so important to me. And uh, then there's the other way to do it, which is the right way that I'm still working on, where you kind of ignore it and let it build and let it blow itself out whenever you want to do and then just sit back and just keep on doing what you're doing kind of thing and sure. let that feel like idiots at the end of the day, which I do a lot, believe it or not, but it's it's tough. It's, it's hard when 
you know, I, I eat, breathe, and sleep the sport and my career, my, my brand. It's literally everything I do. Yeah, yeah. It's, right. You know, it's my it's my my passion, my hobby, my fun, my work. It's everything that I do 24 hours a day. That's the only way you can do it. So right. when someone attacks it, it's really tough not to react with emotion. Right. You know, but I think most the reason... people that attack me, I don't know me. And that's the part that I got to remind myself to. Right, right, right. And that's the thing. So the other day uh, I posted some pictures on Instagram and some fine gentleman decided to leave a comment and his comment just said gay and I was like okay all right <laughs> that's your that feeling means, that means so, happy so yeah. you know I kind of sat there <laughs> sat there for a minute and I was like how do I respond to this you know I I like to respond to all my people that comment to me so I was like haters gonna hate thanks for taking the time to leave your comment have a great yep. day <laughs> You know, it's just like, I don't know. So I, w I was well, curious, you know. My haters are my biggest viewers, too, though. Yeah. Because yeah. They, a, a hater is like a vulture circling you. Yeah. And they're just waiting for any little thing they can pick at. Sure. So they want everything I do, which is awesome. Right. Um, I, love, I love getting the views on it. They try to pick out details. So sometimes they'll watch it twice. Then they're also going to share it in their little little hater group. And then they're all going to watch it. So I get a bunch more views out of it. <laughs> sure. Um, and if they attack yeah. it, my name is just out there more. So like, it's a great marketing tool. I love dude, it. <laughs> the Sex Pistols manager, like he said, any any uh, publicity is good publicity. Publicity, yeah. So absolutely. I mean, there yeah. it is. Yeah. Dude, whether it's negative or it's positive, people are paying attention. I know, and it's and, and honestly, I always I, I kind of laugh about it most of the time. Sometimes it does bother me because, like I said, it's hard not to get emotionally involved with it. Sure. But most of the time, I laugh it off because I'm like, it's people, someone I've never met who's never met me. Like we live in different parts of the country, even like right, you right. know, they, they have no idea about anything. Like they're completely just Clueless. either upset. Like I hate saying that the the I hate saying jealous because I I think it's terrible to say, but sure. I think people are just upset that I did something that they can't or won't do, kind of thing. Oh yeah, and I saying that but it's when it comes down to it i've had people tell me that flat out like yeah i'm just mad that you could do this every day i'm like so you're so you attack me on social media i don't understand how yeah. that yeah uh, and yeah. It's, let, let me ask you too like if you so brian this question is for you as well <laughs> if you have an inappropriate comment because in today's day and age you say you know that's gay that's um i don't know if it's racist but it's definitely not good yeah. you know in, in the sjw world um do you leave it up on there or do you censor it and delete it now me personally i'll tell you right now if it was something like that i would take it down yeah you I know it, it's it's inappropriate you know if you want to like constructively you know dismantle me appropriately yeah that's fine <laughs> but but do i'm not <laughs> yes but i'm not gonna let you you know, I mean, belittling, well, you know, that's a line you got to, you know, that's I'll decide where that line is. But when it comes to something like that, I mean, you know, do you, you know, do you keep something like that up or do you take it down? Yeah, uh, I think I left it up for a couple of days just so uh, the gentleman could see my response. But uh, <laughs> I, I will take it down. Um, you know, it's it's funny because, um, uh, you know, one of the guys that uh, does a segment here, Mr. Brad Hicks, he does a great job with social media promoting Paddle and Finn podcast. And he posted uh, a new episode up and somebody put breaking news, quote unquote, you know, because he was posting about a, a new segment to our show and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it's just like he's like, I don't even know what to say. I'm like, 
don't say anything. That's the best response, you know? So, I mean, I didn't mean to go down this path. I just, you know, (laughs) I know sometimes Mike, you know, you get some comments because you're in the bigger spotlight. So I just wanted to ask you because of my recent experience with Mr. Uh, What's his face on Instagram. So, um, no, it's tough sometimes, but like, I, I gotta remind myself, like, people, they're just miserable people. Usually, they're not happy. Yeah. And, no, you know, I totally feel bad. I almost feel bad, like in a way, because that's my first reaction is like, man, it sucks that they're that mad. Like, yeah, right, it sucks. Right. That, like, seriously, like, it sucks that they're that. Like, I'm so happy with what I do, and they're trying to ruin it. Yeah, for no reason. Like, right. That kind of sucks. Yeah, but you know, you know, I know. You know, it's funny. Even to that, um, Mike, when me and you did that show together. I remember we were posting stuff that whole week, you know, goofing around and I got a I got a couple PMs like about you. Like people were actually asking, like, is that dude really cool? Like or how is he? And I was like, He's all right. You know, but uh, <laughs> I was like once you once you get over the whole like, you know, I'm a bright star thing. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just giving you shit. No, I mean, um, but no, I mean, it, it, but it really, I got asked that question and I was like, no, oh. I was like, that's so funny that, you know, I get it. Somebody doesn't want to come right out because they don't know you. You know what I mean? And you have a um, a, a very distinct, uh, and this isn't uh, obviously not bad. I mean, but you're, you're good at what you do is what I'm trying to get at. I don't even know how to say it. Like, you're so comfortable in front of the camera at this point that I think that persona is it's some kind of persona is given off um and i don't understand it because i'm all like i'm kind of on the same plane as you like i've got to meet a person to really pass judgment you know i mean you'll hear stuff i mean if i see writing crazy stuff okay that's one thing you know i can start a premise but i mean i really need to like meet you you know but i just i just think that's interesting because that goes a lot with you know what we're talking about you know and you know, it's it's just funny that somebody wouldn't just reach out like right to that person and just be like, hey, what's going on? Just start a conversation. Yeah. You know, because I mean, you're pretty. I mean, I, I see you're pretty open, dude. I mean, you answer a lot of questions. I see. I see you on a lot of stuff. <clears throat> you know, but. Uh, yeah, I, no, I, I'm always transparent because I always tell people like I've never cheated or never lied in my entire life, and I, I always kind of remind people of that because I don't have a filter. Like I will answer pretty much anything for the most part, and I'm pretty open. And it makes people not have to guess or wonder what I actually said or what I actually meant because I'll say it, you know. Yeah. But no, what you were saying a minute ago, though, too, like I, I've heard that, too, where they're like, well, when you're on camera, you have this persona where you look, you'll come off like really arrogant, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's just first thing on camera. I can say I, that. No, no, but like I've heard that. Like, it's fine. Like, I've heard that. And I yeah. kind of laugh at it because I'm like, well, I've been on camera since I was like really little. Like my parents would videotape me playing hockey when I was a kid. Like I, I used to make videotapes of like every – hobby i've had since i was you know i made skating videos in the 80s and 90s like early yeah 90s. buddy like big vhs tape recorder you know? yeah buddy um, and, and you're a front man too right you play guitar so you're used to yeah, being I on stage with a bike yeah i did yeah. Cage fight in front of thousands of people i did yeah. I sang, like guitar in front of thousands of people like i played hockey in front of thousands of people like i've never been shy so i know how that comes off because when i see someone who's like really confident too i'm always like I just shake my head and look at him. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Like, maybe he's a cool guy. Like, I shouldn't judge him. Like, yeah. you know, like, there's a few celebrities that I've met where I've been like that. Where I'm like, that dude seems like he's so arrogant. And I think about it later. I'm like, yeah. he's in front of cameras and crowds all day, every day. Like, yeah. right. changes, you have to change your persona a little bit. Sure. But in reality, I'm, I'm still nervous on camera a lot of times. And people don't believe me when I say that until they're there with me filming. And mm-hmm. they see that I have to take 10 takes to say something sometimes. Or, you know, 
I don't do everything first take. You know, a lot of times I have to redo it because I stutter or I get nervous or, you know, it's the confidence is more of like a, it's almost like a cover for being nervous sometimes too, you know? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, but I, I think that's what keeps you grounded too. I mean, even back to the band days, I remember I always had butterflies every time. Never went yeah. away, especially when I had to sing. Yeah, <laughs> like, I agree. I agree. When I started singing, I was like, uh, the whole time. It's a whole different world then. <laughs> you should make but, Jay sing right now. La, 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 la. No, you don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Put in a screamo the these days, bro. I'm gonna, yeah. I'll just, let me, let me break something down for you. Hold on one sec. <laughs> that was four paragraphs oh boy <laughs> you know? that, was, that was a love song yeah. <laughs> so uh let's uh let's switch subjects here let's uh let's talk kayaks man so you're out of a feel free right um yep. how'd that all go down how'd you i mean you said at the beginning your first kind of legit fishing kayak was a feel free did you yeah. ever change it up at any point, or have you always been a feel-free uh, type no, of guy? I stuck, with, uh, I stuck with the one that fit, and, uh, you know, I, I fell into it on an accident. I was looking at a different kayak and just saw it, so I sat in it. I was like, wait, this feels like my bass boat. Like, the seat is high up. Um, it's comfortable. The platform, it's aluminum reinforced and the feel-free, so it doesn't have any flex to it, so you can stand on it without that instability feel. Oh, so I was like, it feels like a bass boat to me. Like, this is literally exactly what I wanted to feel in a kayak. So I bought it, and went out in it two weeks later i flipped over for the, my first and only time i flipped over in one and kind of learned the stability of it and you know i've been in every kayak now like i, I actually love demoing new brands when or new models when a new brand comes out with one um like when that blue sky came out with jackson i wouldn't try that out at paddle sports in wisconsin like a year before it came out and i was so excited to try it out like i love trying all the kayaks out and still the one that fits me i mean there's a lot of kayaks i love i like i like a lot of kayaks Sure. But the one that still fits me perfectly without as much compromise is still a feel free. So, very uh, cool. Yeah, I've used every model they have, and I'm uh, using the Dorado mostly now. Yeah, I was gonna say you're you're floating mostly out of the Dorado now, right? Yeah, dude, that thing's awesome. It's heavy, but on the water, it's amazing. It's one of those kayaks like the Hobie PA and yeah. Jackson rig. Sure. Um, some of the bigger boats, I'm like, yeah. Anytime I talk to anybody and try to sell them whatever brand they, that fits them, I'll tell them like, look, on land. It's not as, not that great, but in the water, it's the most comfortable, amazing thing you'll be in. Like, <laughs> like I'm not gonna lie to you, on land these things are bears. They're 120 pounds, 130 pounds, and if you load it up first, you're at 150 pounds. Oh. So, wow. you know, my Dorado weighs about 200 pounds um, with the current battery I have in it right now because I have the motor in it, so I have the battery in it. Oh wow. So they're not fun on land, but once you get on the water, man, they're. It's, I mean, I need. I, I think Jay, you've used the the big rig, right? I uh, I have the big rig FD. Okay, so you know it's a big kayak. Yeah, but I also I'm had a lure eleven and a half. Yeah, see that's not as big though. That's smaller no. compared yeah. to the big. True. Um, like the Dorado is closer to the big rig. Sure. But um, yeah, once you get on the water, man, a big kayak is just so comfortable. It's so nice. Mm -hmm. You have like a little floating island with you. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I'm on the island. I'm floating yeah. out of the blue sky. Brian's mainly. is the ultimate. <laughs> oh, right. dude, those things are sweet, man. When I yeah. when I demoed one out, I was so impressed with it. It's I'm like in wind or waves. I didn't think it was that great, but. Just for going around like a small lake and stuff, or the flats even, like that's a cool platform, man. I like yeah. you can walk around the whole thing in a full circle. Oh yeah. The modification options are incredible. Like that's a cool platform. Heck yeah. So I like that the kayaks are doing that too. By the way, like yeah, um, I, I like that. Like the blue sky came out, and feel free has the Johnny boat that you can put the motor on the back. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're starting to come out with these hybrids now, which is kind of cool. 
So that's interesting. Are you gonna are you gonna be floating out of a Johnny boat at all? Because it's a feel free. You cut out. What you say? Oh, I said, are you gonna be floating out of a Johnny boat at all? Since that's a feel free kayak. Um, I might. I'm not right now. Okay. Um, I might use one next year a little bit more. I just don't have a lot of like. There's 25 lakes within 10 minutes of my house. Like I'm surrounded by water everywhere I go. Sure. Um, there's not a lot of huge water. Like there's maybe three lakes that are bigger. Okay. All the other lakes, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have any use for anything with an outboard, and that's the main benefit of Johnny boat. Sure. So, I mean, I, Lake St. Clair is only 40 minutes or, or almost an hour from me, but I don't hit it enough to make it worth it. So, gotcha. if it was a main, if I could use that as my main my main source of fishing, I would probably have one easily for sure. But they're they're cool. They're awesome. But yeah, yeah I've seen a lot about them. I've heard a lot about them. I've never seen them up close and personal, but uh, they look look like uh very very cool little boats for sure oh yeah oh yeah they're sweet looking so um with that uh dorado with the uh electric motor are you running lead acid or lithium battery um right now it's lead acid and that's why it's it's still a 37 pound battery yeah yeah. um but i have uh i think it's right behind me somewhere oh yeah check this out so these bad boys are you where's the power for Right there, these bad boys. Yep. Um, are coming out with a new like uh, 50 amp hour. Yeah, I saw that. And it's gonna be like this, like in the box and everything. So when that comes out, then I'll put that in my kayak instead, and I'll be able to shed like 30 pounds off of the weight. Dude, that's so huge. How far are you getting on uh, your lead acid battery? Like, can you run that all day? Yeah, well, it's a 50 amp hour. The motor pulls 24 amps at full speed. Okay. Um, but I never run it really full speed. I mean, there's really no point. Um, so, I mean, if I do, it's just from here to one side of the lake, it's like five minutes. Sure. Uh, and then I putz around cause it, it's completely, uh, I almost said dimmable, but it's almost, it's what's the word I'm thinking of. Got like a gradient speed wheel on it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah speed controller. Variable speed. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> um, it's got variable speed control on it. So, um, I keep it like half speed most of the time, or I put it at like two amps is like a mile an hour for trolling, like okay. a mile to mile and half an hour. So if I run it on two amps, you get 24 hours out of it. Sure, 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 sure. And then so, the drive got USB ports to charge my phone and my camera and stuff like that too. So I can usually get a full day out of it easily doing everything. That's hmm. slick. That's slick. When it yeah, when you are that... going full speed, how fast does that boat go? Uh, about four and a half to five, depending on the wind and the waves. Okay. Very cool. Go ahead, it's a big boat though too. I think yeah. I think it's on the, on the eleven five. It probably goes a lot faster. Okay. I never put it. I put the pedals in eleven five, and I didn't like it as much as the thirteen five and the Dorado with the pedals. Um, it just feels like it's too like I don't know. I'm so used to the bigger boats now. Getting an eleven five, it feels small to me now. Oh, I bet. But it used to be like the most roomiest kayak in the world. It's my first kayak, so like it was so roomy. <laughs> yeah, I ended up picking up two of the Yak Gear. Um, uh, 12 volt 20 amp hours i'm gonna have to wire in a series to run the uh the jackson flex e drive or Kinda the like flex drive one. e no well no oh, the, they're it's like the one you got in the the can oh the box this one <clears throat> yeah but it's i just have the battery so i've got the one with the neoprene outer covering oh okay. uh, yeah so i'm gonna have to wire those up and throw those together to run my motor when i get it for the for the drive but uh, and i'm waiting on that that'll be awesome is that but, the, um, the e-drive is that what it's called yeah the flex drive e-motor 
whatever. Yeah, yeah, I saw it at ICAST, and I can't remember what they called it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I've been on it. Uh, I've been on the, actually the big rig, one of the prototype big rigs with it, and that's actually how I made the decision to get rid of my Kusa FD and get a big rig with the whole plan of just getting that motor because now I'm looking at rivers a whole different way. Oh yeah. You know, well, that's, a, that's a big boat too. So if you can move it around with motor, that's, that's yep. awesome. Well, you know, like getting on, you know, like the Fox or getting on the rock river or something, you know, like those are deeper, deeper rivers, you know, and you could, I could go all the way upstream man. I could run that battery dry yeah, and just come buddy. right back. All the logistics are taken care of because I know where the truck is. Well, it's cool too. I use, a, I use a flexible solar panel sometimes if I'm going on like a river day trip, and I'll hook it up to my battery and let it trickle charge the whole day. That That's way, cool. that way it'll keep it charged. And at the end of the night, I have a battery for lamps or for fans or anything else I need for camping or anything, and I solar charge it all day the next day again too. So nice. And my trailer, I actually wired my enclosed trailer with solar panel that charges a big battery on the inside of my trailer with USB ports and everything up so I can charge everything from my trailer too. Very Smart, cool. heck yeah! Is that trickle charger like a five watt an hour type five thing? Watt, or? It's a five watt. Yeah, that's cool. I think I have one of those too. Look at you with the technical terms. I like that, huh? I've Ooh, done some homework. Little Jay is all grown up. <laughs> I like it. I oh like shucks! It. <laughs> now all he needs is the motor. <laughs> so let's uh, let's talk uh, YouTube channel. So you started the YouTube channel, and now that's kind of transpired into this tv show that's going to be on waypoint tv like how did that all go down um that's an awesome story actually so about three years ago i go to every boat show that i can if i get invited to go to a boat show or a fishing show um or like a school seminar anything at all i try to like i don't i don't say no i just i say sure and then i try to figure out how to do it afterwards sure like i, like, I don't know how i'm gonna get there but yeah, so i'm gonna do it and uh i was at a boat show uh, I think it was a Detroit boat show three years ago and there was a camera guy walking around like a huge camera like he looked like he was filming for Kobo or um, for the event or something and uh, he stopped started talking to me and like you know he was talking about his passion for filming and I was like dude I did four years of film school like we started talking and I was talking about fishing and like we ended up talking for like two hours which Jay's been at a show with me you know I can talk for two hours like this <laughs> like, I know he's talking about yeah yeah <laughs> So we just sat there and talked, and we hit it off, and he's like, yeah, I own a big production company in Ferndale, which is about 25 minutes to a half hour away from me. And I was like, oh, that's awesome, man. I'm like, it's so cool. We should talk. He goes, if you ever want me to come out and film you, I would love to film fishing. Like, it's, I love fishing. I'd love to come out and film it. I was like, okay. Like, I'm using, like, these two knockoff, like, made-in-China Go GoPros that weren't GoPros. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was still making videos like that. Excuse me. And I was using, like, free software that I found online. And this dude's offering to film me with, like, you know, $50,000 camera. So I'm like, come on out. So he came out and filmed. Um, and then we hit it off as friends. The next year, he filmed an episode I did with Gene Jensen. It was a two-part episode. And he filmed the whole thing just for fun and spent the whole day out there. They did another one when Chad came to Michigan, did one too. And then he was like, you know what, man? He goes, your videos are so different. Like, I love the way you edit them. He goes, do you ever think about making a TV show? I'm like, yeah, dude, there's no, like, I don't have the sponsorship backing to get it. Like, there's no way. Sure. And I'm like, when you just email, like, tvshow.com like how do you do it you know what I mean? yeah. I'm like, I'm like like how do you like how do you do a tv show so he's like well that's what i do like he's a pretty big production house and he's like i'll call around let's get some information blah, blah blah so we started looking at like outdoor channel and uh discovery and we had some talks with some like pretty darn big networks i was like incredibly like i couldn't believe i was on the phone with them i was like i got a meeting with you okay like holy that's crap cool. the fact that i got a meeting with at least one big network made me happy enough like because that's after you send in, like, sample and you, 
you know, you go through a little bit of a process. Right. So even though I got denied from them, which is perfectly fine, I got the meeting and I was like on cloud nine all day. <laughs> like, That's so awesome. Cool. Um, but it gave it validated what I was doing. It's all that did is like, I love the rejection. I've been in sales my whole life. So I know rejections are just one step closer to success. So sure. every time network told me no, or they gave me an offer that was just absolutely ridiculous and there's no way I could do it. Um, I was just like, all right, there's another one coming then. Like if you're interested enough to even give me your time, I have something. Yeah. So, right, right, right. Um, so I started looking into like, you know, my ambitions always like way higher than I can actually reach. So I looked, I was like, I'm going to get on Netflix. Like I want Netflix to do, like do my show. Like, why not? You know? That's cool. <laughs> like, so I did everything in the world. I called, I talked to so many people trying to get hold of the right people and I can never get through these gates. Like there's no way, like I was just like, it's not something you can just do on the phone, but I'm persistent as heck. So I kept on trying and trying and trying. So I got hooked on this mindset where I was like, it needs to be digital media. Like, I don't want to do like a TV show. And plus, after talking to some of these bigger networks, I was like, I'm not ready for that kind of a big deal yet. Like, it's too much. And they sure. own too much of what you do, which I don't like either. Um, I want to do everything myself, kind of like YouTube, where I do whatever I want. And right. I can publish it no matter what they say. Um, I can work with brands that I want to work with regardless if they pay me or not. Like, I don't, you know, it doesn't, it's not required to be in the ad. I can do whatever I want. So I started looking at smaller digital ones and Waypoint TV just, it stood out. And I love the fact that I had full control. I owned everything. Um, I can go on other networks at the same time and they have separate sections. So it's hunting and fishing and that's all yeah. they have. Right. So it's very direct demographic. So it's not like people who are fans of knitting come across my show. Yeah. You know, people who want to see my show will see my show. And it's like, you have to find it. You have to go to it. So um, I started talking with Waypoint and did an interview process with them, sent them a sample episode and everything, filmed the pilot, uh, eight months back and forth of negotiating and uh, thinking I lost it and then got it and lost it, like all the crazy emotional ups and downs. Sure. Uh, then I got a welcome letter um, from the network. It's framed in my hallway, actually, that I see every day. That That's awesome. Network and yeah, now I'm doing the show. That's very cool, man. <laughs> That's Sorry, I like cool. the details of that story because I, I love reminding myself of how it happened too because it was so surreal. Like the YouTube stuff was awesome. And I still do a lot of YouTube stuff, but I want a bigger audience. I want to be able to get a bigger platform so sure. I can try to reach more people. No, that's cool, man. And I think you brought up a key point, you know, like when you were talking to the TV networks, like, you know, failure is just another step closer to success. Like Absolutely. that that's so huge. Um it's just a, such a great piece of advice to give to anybody, I think. Um, so how many episodes are you going to have on your first season for the? Uh, I've got point? four that aired so far. Right. Um, and there's there's tw the minimum of 12. I have to deliver 12. Okay. Um, but my season doesn't end until April. Okay. So I, 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 got, I, I specifically did things differently. So my season is going to run 12 months. It's not going to be like a four and a half to six month season like most people or most okay. TV shows or most what people expect. I'm doing continuously doing new episodes all year long for 12 months at a time. So even in the winter months, I, I have episodes I'm filming for the winter and I'm traveling down south for a lot for the winter time, too. So I'm always going to be doing fresh new stuff. So one thing I want to do is avoid the format that people are used to as far as when my episodes come out. Sure. Also, I, I have no commercial breaks. I turned down commercial breaks, which was a revenue loss. But. I'm not doing this for the money. I'm doing this for my passion. And if I'm going to share my passion, I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. So okay, I, yeah. I, I no no commercials. Like there's no paycheck big enough for a commercial. And I don't want people to come out of the experience. I want them to be able to start the journey. It shows me board. Like I'm working on the Idaho episode right now. It shows me boarding the plane, shows me arriving and getting there, driving to the place. Then it shows me all the way to flying home. 
And I want it to be like a miniature movie so you can connect with the, like, every character in the episode. Anybody who wants to show up can be in the episode. So you, you got to be able to connect and be like, dude, I can, like, just like some random guy, I can be that guy and go out fishing and see the crazy stuff in Idaho in the mountains. And, you know, yeah. and, and that's the point of my episodes is that after you watch it, I want you to be like, man, I want to do that. Like, that looks like so much fun. Like, fishing's great, but that adventure, like, the dude got to be able to do this because he didn't follow the stereotypical norm and took a career that he hated every day just to live and pay his bills. He right. gave up everything and said, screw it, I'm I'm happy and I'm going to follow happiness instead of money. And that's what I hope to, like, get out of it is I want to do things differently. So very that was cool. a very, very long answer to your very short question. So. No, 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 it's good, man. I dig it. I dig it, man. I love the detail. I'm, I'm super passionate about this, man, so I just ramble for hours about yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. What are you going to say, But, yeah, Jay? so Waypoint TV at 12 episodes uh, between now, and I got four aired so far. The Idaho episode will air hopefully about a week to a week and a half. Um, and then I'm filming my – the episode that comes after that, I'm filming this week. Like, that's how short I'm cutting it. So uh, okay. I'm going out of town this week to go film, and then um, I'll be back for four days, and I'm going out of town again to film the next episode. And I'll be editing in between those, trying to get everything done. Um and releasing teasers on YouTube the whole time and stuff too to build it up. And then um, I'll be filming all the way up until October. I'll be doing that kind of a schedule and I'll be down in Texas and traveling a little bit more in the fall. Nice. So, so how long do you think that, okay, so let's talk about the, the, the TV, you know, like the, the legit, you know, the waypoint um, uh, episodes, how long does it take to basically just go through everything and edit it? Um, do you, do, you, do you proof like do you do you watch it a couple times after you've done it and make changes do you do voiceovers you know what I mean like what goes in all that I mean everything's different so if, if you if anyone who watches any of my waypoint episodes the full episodes they're never the same there's not a format like it's not like oh here's the intro then here's this part here's this part here's this part um, there's no format because every adventure is different you know anytime you go on the water it's different than it was yesterday so every adventure is very specifically edited to fit that feel and that emotion of that adventure. So, uh, on an average episode and there really isn't an average, I guess, but like, like my plan for, for my next episode, um, I schedule everything as far in advance as I can. Then I study the lakes. I go through that whole process and I go out and pre-fish if I can and go out and do scout for the video and see where the camera should be set up. And I still direct my show. I do all that stuff too. So I have to find out where the cameras are supposed to go what the best angles look like. Um, I have to look at the, the cloud rate, uh, readings and stuff so I know how the cloud cover is and what side it's coming from. Um, all that stuff. I go to the lake. We, we do all of our pre-filming, like setting up the kayaks. It takes about an hour and a half to launch because I have to film pulling everything out. I have to film pulling me in. Like any shots that my producer tells me, like, hey, pull in this. It looks cool. Or back up and do it again. Or turn around or open your door. Or close your door. Roll your window down. Like those things like are actual like – not all the time. Sometimes we just go with it, but sometimes it's like the lighting doesn't work or right. you, know, you got to pull in a different direction or something like that. So we do that whole process, um, get the shots of me pulling my kayak out so people can see how, how it comes out, how you move them, stuff like that. Um, then the fun part is what people think is the fishing stuff happens. Um, and I'll tell you what, as a camera guy and as the other side of it on the show, waiting to get fish on camera is one of the most painful things in the world. Like, <laughs> it really is. Because when you, anyone who knows this, or anyone knows this at fishes tournaments too, when you need a fish, you won't get a fish. Right. <laughs> so if you don't get a fish in the first like couple hours, 
reps, then you're just like, you're starting to sweat like you do in a tournament where you're like, man, what if I don't get one today? And you start doubting yourself. Well, doing that on camera when you're out of town or something where you don't, you can't go back and redo this. Like you have to find fish, like you have to make it work. Like it's, you go through that whole process and then you do your talking points and make sure you cover all this and show, show your products being used and like that. Um, then you finish off the day with your outros and any B-roll footage you need to get, um, go through the audio. Like it's a, it's a full day process to film for three hours and it's, it's crazy. And then uh, once I get home, I have about six to eight hours of organizing and arranging where you go through and like my Idaho episode I'm doing right now has 463 different video clips. Oh, wow. 463. So let me ask you, how do you organize those? Because me personally, when I'm going through them, I'll like, give them titles of what happens briefly. I do, but I have to make subfolders too because I have I work with up to five, six cameras sometimes. So I'll have to label this one hat cam, this one's drone, this one is underwater cam, thing. this one is chest cam, this one is um truck I'll, I'll put GoPros on trucks and stuff. So that's yep. that's the truck cam is all the shot all the shots of that the whole view of that. Then I have the cinema cameras if I have camera guys with me, then it's camera guy one, camera guy two, slow motion camera because I film a lot in slow mo. And then after I do that, I have to go in and put each clip from each camera in there and then label each one saying um, fish caught 253. So I know 253 in the clip fish caught or slow-mo good fish catch or good background B-roll or like I label everything. Then I get to the editing part and then I have to start organizing the storyline and figuring out how it's going to flow. And I try to recall how the adventure went, how it felt. I'm like, oh, yeah, I was really mad that day. Let's make it more of an aggressive beginning. Like, <laughs> like I want people to feel like they were there with me. So sure. if, it's like, if it's like an emotional part, I make emotional music behind it. And either I buy all my music, too, for each episode. Like each episode, I buy my own music. I buy licensing from artists. Or I go in the studio for a week and I write my own music for it, which I've done for a couple episodes, too. Um, depends on how much time I have. Um, but I try to make it as personal as possible and I make it as... I make it as uh, transparent as possible, like you were there the whole time. That's so the almost, part, it almost sounds professional. Dude, the editing part is tough for that man. The editing part is tough because once I get past all that stuff, I get about thirty to forty hours of editing. That's, that's pretty easy. That's intense. Well, dude, imagine going through four hundred and fifty clips, and you're picking those each spots out, and then arranging them. Then you got to color grade. Then you got to do audio. Then you got to do transitions, and then if there's any titles involved, and then you go to the next clip, and you got 450 of those. Oh, Jesus, dude! And yeah. the hard part is that I can't do that for 12 hours a day. Like I have a million things pull me away, um, sure. like like doing podcasts or doing my podcast or doing um, the small YouTube videos or going to work at Gander Outdoors for a day. Like doing anything else I do, I have to stop editing. So then I get out of that whole element, go do what I got to do, come back, and got to put myself back in that spot again. Like, I have to watch everything I did a couple times to get back in that zone and go, okay, cool. I got, like, 10 more minutes done, then I get a phone call, then I get a message on Facebook, then I get, you know, so it's, like, it takes me a full, like, a full week to edit what would take 12 hours if I could just sit still and not be bothered kind of thing. Does does JTI ever help you with any of that? Um, so he's getting into editing more. Like, I'm teaching him smaller stuff. Um, he's mostly just doing camera work and organizing and and pretty much being like a manager also at this point too um like he helps run the podcast he helps with scheduling he helps with social media stuff he helps with i mean he does he does a lot um but the editing part he's just kind of getting into like the part of it because i'm gonna have him start helping out with more of the youtube stuff to make it easier because that's the hardest part is getting pulled out of like this world and then going back into that video so i'm back in that world and then i Mm -hmm. go back out of that one back it's too hard to be like like, I need okay. to be really hyper-focused to put myself, like, like when I watch a movie, 
I can't be interrupted. Like if I'm watching a movie, my phone goes on silent. Like I can't like no one talk to me. I have to be in this moment the whole time. So I do that when I edit too. Like I have to be in my zone. And if I get interrupted, it's like I gotta start all over again. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know who JTI is, it's Justin the intern. Yes, that's all right. That's Justin Bowie is my intern. He's the coolest dude in the world. I hate saying he's my intern because it sounds like I'm like, it sounds like he's like below me and I don't like that because I always tell him, he's like, yeah, I work for him. I'm like, no, you work with me. Like, yeah. you know, I don't, you don't work for me. We're both doing the same thing. We're teammates. We're, we're going for the same goal. I don't like that. Like, I've been a boss in a few industries and a few things. Like, I used to own a bar and I told my bartenders the same thing. I'm like, I'm a cook. I'm, I'm in the kitchen most of the time. I'm, I'm cooking. I'm not, your, I'm not, I'm not your boss. I'm mm-hmm. a cook. Like, just, we're all doing the same thing. We're all trying to make something succeed. Like, it just makes me uncomfortable with that mentality. So I always tell, I tell Justin all the time, I do this is just as much as you as it is me. Like, you're helping with everything. So. I'm very comfortable saying this. Jay works for me. <clears throat> just saying. <laughs> you knew that yeah. was coming. <laughs> I always like to throw Working. jabs at Jay. <laughs> I want to look at I've always looked at working for someone means that I'm giving you something sure. working with someone means that we're both giving to the working same together. thing. So that's why I say it like that. Yeah. Jay and I work with each other very well. Usually. <laughs> usually. <laughs> this is the smiley face. Time. <laughs> you know what I want to point out really quick too, because I like that. I like that you have a big bona fide banner behind you. And I like that you're a diehard Jackson guy. And I'm a diehard feel free guy, and we have no issue whatsoever talking about anything. Oh yeah, man. Isn't that weird? Yeah, no, <laughs> no it's no. Uh, it's it's not weird at all. Like, so I, know, I, I was I was hardcore yeah. hardcore bona fide guy for a long time, but you yeah. know I've always said like <laughs> what um, what I like, what you like, what the next guy likes is going to be three completely different things, and you oh, know, yeah. that goes back to demo, 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 right? So, yeah, I've been meaning to take that down. I kind of left it up because we recorded yeah. with Luther last week. So, um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> funny you... to me, though, because people always say that. They're like, oh, you're a feel-free guy. I'm like, dude, I sell. Oh, dude. Like, no, I go to boat shows, sell kayaks of every brand. If it fits you and it'll yeah. beat you on the water and you yeah. can haul it, store it, and yeah. you, you're the one who's got to sit in it. So if, you, if it fits you, it's the best kayak in the world. See, I think every kayak – brand model everything it's got its pros and its cons and it it's perfect for you know different scenarios you know like um you know i still love the bonafide eleven seven, like in a river setting however you know i haven't tried you know the jackson liska yet which jay rants and raves about you know that's my baby i've never been in a feel free (laughs) so I, i i mean i've seen them um up close and personal, I saw the new Dorado at the Wisconsin fishing show this past winter, um, and I thought it was cool, man. Like it's all decked out, tricked out. I love it, dude. It's it's a slick little craft. It's got, it's got cons though, too, man. Just like you yeah. said, like the old, like yeah, it, it's got some cool stuff on it, but it's heavy, it's big, it's bulky, it, it yeah. catches wind like any big kayak does. Um, but it's got its pros, you know, and it's yeah. just like. It's like, I always say, like, Jackson's, like, anybody that comes up to me in a boat show and goes, all I fish is small, skinny rivers. I'm like, so is a Jackson over here. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah. I'm like every, every brand has, like, and that's kind of, like, everyone talks about, like, in the industry, at least, they talk about how right now it's so oversaturated and it's it's choking the market. And, and I'm like, you know what, I like that it's, it's it got to where it's at because it's making people go back to paddle kayaks a little bit, too, and, and downside. Sure. Remember why we liked our small kayaks to begin oh, with. Oh, sure. Right. And cool. also, it's giving a chance for every brand to actually have something to offer everybody now. 
Yeah. Like before there was that big rush five years ago, you could only get three or four brands if you wanted to stand up in a kayak. Now it's like Pelican every brand. Yeah. 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 I mean, I can go to Walmart and get a lifetime you can stand up in now. Like that's all. I think that's awesome because now whether you're making $300 investment or you're making a $5,000 investment, you can get on the water and actually do well. You can even compete in tournaments with a $300 kayak now. Oh yeah. Because they're so much better now. They had to be held at a higher standard. So I like that, you know, I look at Jackson's as a riverboat, um, even though they have multi-purposes, obviously, but that's where I feel like it shines. I've been in Jackson's and moving water and it's, it definitely stands out. Um, I like Hobie's uh, in a lot of reasons. I think they're one of the best engineered boats. Um, you know, uh, feel free, I think is just the most comfortable boat. That's, that's what I think it sure. is for me is most comfort. It's, it's, it's got some downfalls, but it's the most comfortable boat. I can sit in it all day and it, it fits me and my style and me being a smaller guy perfectly. Um, you know, every brand's got his thing. Yeah. And it, yeah. And, and I, was I gonna... like that though. I think it's awesome because it gives people an opportunity to do whatever sure. they want and still have a decent boat. You don't have to have a hobby to be, to be good anymore. Okay. No. And, and that's the one thing that me and Brian, uh, do with the podcast too like we're not going to force jackson down your throat we're not going to force you know bonafide we're not going to you know we're going to have it we're going to have you know just an honest discussion usually um and this even goes back to anybody that's going to back us we're not going to take sides yeah we're just not yeah we can't you just can't yeah it's not fair to you it's not fair to everybody here you know that's listening you know we have to you know be objective and and be i mean i know hobies are good you know, and I, I like I, I liked my lure feel free. You know, I like my Jacksons. The blue sky is awesome. Um, you know, it's like I, I haven't been on a vibe yet. Those look kind of neat. You know, it's it's you know, I've been on, you know, uh, wilderness systems. I mean, we don't draw lines. And, and I, I think yeah. that's super important to, just to the industry, um, even though when people go, oh, you're a Jackson guy. You're like, yeah. you know, a purebred. It's like, dude, yeah. I. I, you know, if I go somewhere and there's only like this kayak available, guess what? That's I'm what I'm floating that in. Kayak. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like when you I know? travel for my filming, it's hard to get a feel free everywhere. If I'm flying somewhere, sure. it's hard. Yeah. Um, it's a lot easier to get a Hobie. Yeah. Um, so, but when, it, when I'm out filming, even a feel free isn't sponsoring a video. It's like, I am comfortable in a feel free. I know it's limitations. I know it's feel. Sure. I'm in it so often where it becomes part of me. Like I know what it can take and like, I don't have to worry about anything. Um, I know where its limitations are, so I like being in that kayak at all times. So it's 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 one of those things where it's like when I travel, people do all the time. Like, oh, you got to be in your field free. I'm like, no, it just it's literally when you find something that fits you that well, and I'm in it so much. Like, it's literally like a second. Like, I'm so comfortable with my kayak; it's insane. Like, it really is. And when you're in a different kayak, it's like it's like driving someone else's car. Like, it feels mm-hmm. so weird at first, and it's like yeah. I don't want to film an episode and have wind come up and me not know the limitations of that kayak and then flip and lose all my gear. It's like Right. You know, there's no point. So when you find what fits you perfectly, it's one of those things where it's like people always think you're biased because you work with that brand or, or you own that brand. It's like when you find that one that fits, it just fits. It's right. It. right. It doesn't mean that it's going to fit you. It doesn't mean it's going to fit this guy. It just means that this one fit me. It's one I need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Like I tell everybody the same thing. Try every kayak a million times. I do private demos for free all the time. And I go up to the retailer by me and I borrow kayaks from them all the time, whatever brand people want to try. I'll take them out fishing for a day that way get a real feel of it and see how it handles. And then they know like, yeah, I do this one. That one felt more comfortable in the store, but once I got on the water, this one fit me perfect. I'm like, you're the one that's going to buy it, store it and haul it, dude. Not me. Yep. So like, don't let me tell you what to get because if I tell you to get a 15 foot kayak and you live in an apartment, like you're going to hate me. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> Good luck getting that to the third floor. Yeah. Well, I tell people like get the biggest kayak that you can haul, you can store and that you can afford. Yeah. And that's why I was talking about you. 
Like if you can't haul a 12 foot kayak, then don't get a 12 foot kayak. If you can't store it, don't get it. If you can't afford it, then don't get, like, that's the only three yeah. limitations. If you can afford a thousand dollar kayak and you don't have any limitations of hauling, you have a trailer or a truck already, right. um, then you can get a lot of good kayaks for a thousand bucks. But if you need something under 10 foot or under, I mean, over 10 foot, like, like anything big, you're limit, you're limiting yourself. So it's just like, get whatever you can afford, haul and store. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I would say on that note, I'm looking for an intern just to load my truck and, or just to load my kayak and uh, unload it when I get to the water. That's all I need you for. Jay Randall. <laughs> Jay Randall. Doesn't pay much, but you'll get a lot of, I guess, pats on the back. <laughs> <laughs> well, going back to the the comment uh, Mike made about you know the market being saturated right now, I think it's great because it's pushing a lot of these boat manufacturers to do new and different things to stay ahead in the market to make themselves relevant in the market, which I think is cool because you're seeing a lot of cool stuff coming out um, of these boat manufacturers, you know. Whether yeah, it be my kayak, I'm sure we all do the same thing. When people see our kayaks all rigged up, they're like, "Oh my god!" Like, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. nobody, like no one knew they existed. And it's like, isn't that cool? That's why I love showing yeah. off. It's like, yeah. hey, check this out. Like yeah. you can walk on it. Like how cool is that? Yeah, heck yeah, man. I dig it. I dig it. It only helps grow the sport, you know. Um, it really turns people onto it, and you know, like Mike said, it's you know, you can get as cheap as two, 300 bucks all the way up to five grand. It's how much you want to spend, but there's such a wide spectrum of fishermen in there, um, that can cover, you know, so many people. So I, I dig it, man. I dig it. Z man. We got to talk Z man. <laughs> this podcast will not end without Z man. Is that like the elephant in the room? Or wait, I mean the bags behind you. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. It's like a fading intro. Just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. I dig it, man. So how'd you get hooked up with Z-Man? And uh, what, what do you, what's your favorite bait to throw by them? Um, dude, I'm actually kind of excited to tell the story. I've never told the story, for real. So I'm going to do a very short version, I promise. I'm not no, no, go ahead. I love normal. this. So I, I've been throwing Z-Man forever. And I have, let me turn my camera a little bit here. So that's a canvas print of my personal best. Nice. On the corner of it is the chatterbait that I caught it on. Oh, sweet. Um, and the chatterbait I caught it on looks like it was drugged behind my car for like a thousand miles. Like it's missing paint everywhere. The blade's all chipped up. Um, the skirt's like missing some stuff. Like it's been, it's been through some stuff. Um, that chatterbait's had a pretty rough life. And <laughs> I... Uh, I retired it when I got that fish because I was like, I'm not going to risk losing that thing. It's almost on its last life, and it's it's caught so many amazing fish. Uh, I bought a new one to replace that one. The third cast, the blade broke off. And I was like, man. So I sent, I, I was on the water, and I send Z-Man a Facebook message. And I was like, hey, this blade broke. Here's a picture of it. Uh, what do I do? Is there a warranty? Blah, blah. The guy responded within five minutes. Super nice. He Crazy. got my address. Within five days, I had three of them sent to my house for free. Oh. And I was like, whoa, hold on. Like, what? What? Like, I didn't expect, like, that's crazy customer service. Like, I messaged him back and said, hey, man, you screwed up. You sent me three of them. Like, I'll pay you for them. Like, send me an invoice or, like, I'll use them. But I didn't, I only had one that broke. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it, man. He goes, there's two more on us for, for your trouble. It's like, for your trouble. Like, it's a $5 bait. <laughs> yeah, like, right, right. You got 
make that much money. Like, that's crazy. So um, I started messaging the guy and I was telling him, like, dude, I love all your baits. I've been using them. Like, it's awesome. And then I left it at that. Well, um, four or five months later, was iCast. And this was three years ago. Um, and I go to iCast. My YouTube channel was, I honestly remember these numbers for a reason because I remind myself every single year at iCast. I went to iCast the first year with 62 subscribers on my YouTube channel um, and seven videos. Now I have over 200 and something videos and I still only have like just under 3,000 subscribers. Like I don't really care about the numbers that much, but it just shows like how much has progressed. It's still growing. And uh, I walked by the Z-Man booth and one of the guys stopped me and he goes, hey, you're uh, the Basquatch guy. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, I, I looked around like it'd be somebody else. And I was like, <laughs> Wait, what? I'm like, you're like, you're wearing a Z-Man shirt, like super professional. And I was like, this is the crazy, like, it's the first time I've ever had this happen. So I was like, yeah, what did I do? Like, I thought I was going to get yelled at. Like, you owe us for those two baits from five months yeah. ago. <laughs> like, Here's that invoice you've been dodging. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> plus interest. So the guy was like, dude, we see you posting all of our, like, or sharing all of our stuff. And you post about how you love using our baits. And he handed me a bag of baits and he goes, try these. And I was like, oh my God, Z-Man gave me some baits. Then he messaged me after that and said, hey, do you want to be on our pro staff? And I was like, okay. Like, that's cool. Yeah. Like, nice. Like, I'm, I buy your baits anyway, so I don't need a discount. Like, I don't care. I like supporting your company, so it's no big deal. Right. And he goes, oh, no, we'll just give you a couple baits here and there. Like, it was small. Like, not the big deal. And I was like, I'm going to be a customer anyway, so who cares? You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. I'm going to buy them anyway. So after two more years, like, and people hope you guys hear this, two more years of not getting paid by them, not working with them officially, nothing of me still being a customer, buying baits. Like I buy all these baits, none of these right. are free. So you guys know, um, I mean, I, I don't, it's different. So I pay for most of them. So either way, <laughs> I'm really honest. It is what it is. So after a while they got a hold of me and they're like, Hey, you know, let's start working a little bit more together. Like you're giving us a great return. Like you're doing such a good job marketing us, promoting us. And I was like, well, of course I will. You guys are my favorite bait company. Like, that's almost all I use. Like, literally 99% of all my baits are Z-Man. So I'm like, of course I'll work with you guys. And ever since, now we've been growing a relationship. They're some of the coolest people I've ever met in the industry. Um, everyone's pretty cool, but they're just, like, a little more family. And they're still a small-owned company, as big as they are. And uh, they make incredible products, man. So I, I stock up. I give away most of these baits. I give them away every week on my podcast. Um, and I give them away on the water all the time. People are trying new stuff. Like if you come to my house, if I walk out with a few bags of baits, just kind of like a, a thing. I should start nice. getting like I should be in like a bag dispenser on the wall or something. I think but, we should go uh, to Mike's house once a week. What do you think? You guys are more welcome. <laughs> you, guys aren't, you guys aren't that far away. You can make it up here. No, not at all. You're welcome anytime. I just got five hop, up here. You can hop, show skip, up. and a jump over the pond, basically. Yeah, take, yeah, I'll be in Holland. I'm actually filming this week in Holland over on, on Lake Michigan over there. Oh, nice, oh, dude. Wow. Very yeah. cool. I'll be like right across from you. Heck yeah. We'll wave. We'll yeah. wave. <laughs> I'll, I'll look for it. Yeah. <laughs> You'll call me like, can you see me? Like, no, just keep on waving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You see, like, I, I'm holding a, an orange flag. It's the safety flag. Do you see? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I see on the you news know. the next day the Coast Guard had to rescue a man on the pier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, New Holland, Michigan, what are you guys going out? Uh, steelhead fishing? Salmon fishing? Oh. Uh, we're fishing a spot that I've never seen, that I've never been to, and that I have no idea what it looks like. And it's in a river. Interesting. Oh. <laughs> literally, literally, this is how this career works sometimes. Yeah. My producer called me 
last week and said, hey, we have a makeup episode because I had an episode I had to cancel. I had to cancel the filming location and we're supposed to film it this week or next week. And so he's like, hey, I just went on vacation with my girlfriend at this beautiful spot. Uh, you ever been to Holland? I'm like, yeah, I've been by there. Like I've been around there a lot, but I don't know the city that well. I know it's Dutch. That's all I know. Sure. Uh, and uh, <laughs> he was like, we went to this place. It was beautiful. We saw fish everywhere. We got to film there. And I'm like, what's it called? Like, where's it? Like, dude, I can't just jump. In. Like, I don't like what? Drop That's not how pit. fishing works. <laughs> like, I can't just jump and go, ding, ding, there's the fish. Like, it's not yeah. how it works. I need to do research. Um, so this was last week. So we were like, all right, let's do it. So I called the tourism bureau. We started making phone calls for local businesses and trying to, like, figure out where to go and what to do, uh, like what spots to make sure we can include in the video to showcase the area, like all the crazy work that we had to squeeze into the last five days I'm still doing every day. Um, and he's making his calls and all the stuff like that. We set up something. I don't want to give it away yet because I'm going to do a big social media blast when it happens. But we nice. set something up an hour and a half north because I like doing adrenaline-based stuff and like adventure-based stuff in the episodes too. So we have this really cool thing an hour and a half north that's going to be something I've never done before that's going to be pretty crazy and fun. So we're setting all that up last minute in five days between the two of us, me and my producer. And JTI's out of town right now, my intern. So it's just me and my producer doing all this while I'm trying to edit my next episode. And uh, we're going to go out there and film in a river. And I think there's smallmouth in the river from all the research I've done. I watch a lot of YouTube videos from people in that area. I go on Facebook groups that have people in that area and start messaging people and uh, go through Google Maps and look at the transitions in the water if I can see them. Um, look at weather reports for the last 10 days there like i it's just it's a lot of work to scout a location when you need to catch a fish just sure. like tournament same idea um the only difference is is in a tournament if you don't catch a fish you're like oh i lost the tournament if i'm filming and don't catch a fish i can't redo the footage like i can't right like, all right it's almost not an episode if i don't catch a fish so it's you know and it's a lot of money that goes into it it's a lot of it's thousands of dollars per episode so it's it, it's not fun like it's a lot of pressure so um I don't know what we're doing over there yet. I, I, I wish I could tell you. Hopefully we catch fish. That's it. Heck yeah, man. Well, good luck over there. That'll be fun. That'll be cool yeah. to watch. Heck yeah, man. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, it's it's beautiful up that way, too, like up by Holland. And, oh, yeah. I um, love it over there. The west side of Michigan is incredible. I just yeah. don't fish over there. I fish like Mich Lake Michigan. I do stamina out there every year. We go to Ludington or uh, um, Grand Haven, and we go over yeah. that way to uh, salmon fishing. But mm -hmm. I've never done the Kalamazoo river over there at all. And I'm not a big river guy either. Like it's not my, not my forte. Gotcha. So it's going to make it super interesting. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. I dig it. So man. have you guys seen like be super honest? Have you guys seen any of my episodes on waypoint? Not on, I've seen portions of it. I yeah. haven't been able to watch a full episode yet. Cause I'm always doing something else. It's that bad. Here's like, I can't, I can't get through a full one. Can't do it. <laughs> Uh, you know, well, that, and it's like, it's, uh, honestly, Mike, it's you. No. I know. I think it's a voice. <laughs> um, no, man, I just, honestly, it's like, I'll be tied up, I'll go through stuff and just not be able to burn through it all the way. I'm too ADD for, like, any of that anyway. Like, it's hard for me to sit still and watch something. I'm always like, oh, five minutes, going to something else, you know, or, so. But, uh, no, I've, I, the stuff that I've seen, it looks cool. It looks neat. Like you can tell that you're putting in a lot of time now, um, and I, your approach does look different than regular Basquatch TV. Like you've, so it's kind of like what you say. Like you're progressing in a way. Um, you're like growing, doing different things. You don't have a structure. I'll agree to that, which is good. 
Yeah, um, I like that. Because it's not predictable then, you know? You're, you know, it's like you, you you just, you keep it, you know, free. Well, with you know? the day of fishing predictable, you know? Yeah, this is true. And that's what Very I want true. it to feel like. I want it to feel like you went on a vacation with me. And a lot of times we speed shoot these, com- or these commercials. We speed shoot these episodes sometimes where we'll, we'll film an entire episode in one day. That's what we're doing this week because we had to squeeze it in. So we're doing... We're driving three hours, then another hour and a half, then two hours this way, and then three hours back, and filming all these different spots with like a big adrenaline thing and a big all other spots in a spot that I've never fished in before, all in one day. So it's busy. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> but that's different from an episode where I go for five days and I have three days of filming, and you know, so that that episode will feel more, will feel more planned and more laid back and more. But you'll see the every day of the adventure, like my Utah episode that was the last episode I just did. Like you guys should definitely watch the Utah one because that show is like all three days and you can follow the story the whole time. Um, the Idaho episode I'm doing right now is the same thing. We could feel all two days we filmed. You can feel like being there all day and then all night, and it's not just fishing; it's the adventure of being there too. Huh. Yeah, I think I caught part of the. Uh, you did one. Um... You were fishing for trout or something, right? Yeah, that was uh, so that was a YouTube video one. That wasn't the Waypoint TV episode. Oh, my bad. <sighs> Sorry, homie. Well, so that one's on Waypoint TV though. That covers you a little bit because there's season one, which was the end of last year. They okay. wanted some. They wanted some of my higher end YouTube videos just to put on there of like a preseason. Okay. So they took four of those. One of them was the trout video. One was duck hunting, and one was North Carolina, and one was Texas. Um, okay. And then the first episode this year of like the new season is ice fishing. Then the second one, which is with kayaks and everything too, which is a lot of fun. The second one was Louisiana, um, and we ziplined over gator swamps, and like it was awesome. It was so much fun. Um, the third one was Lake St. Clair for the KBF Trail event that I competed in. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Then we did a cancer survivor event that I sponsored afterwards, which is incredible. Then the th- fourth episode that just aired was Moab and we did hiking in the canyons and stuff afterwards and we found a lake like in the middle of the canyons that we fished and we camped out and it shows all that for the whole episode and then Idaho and it's the first time I'm talking about it too because I haven't released that much of it uh, we went sturgeon fishing with our kayaks in Idaho and we caught over 30 sturgeon in our group and nice. my, producer, my producer and another camera guy's flight got cancelled last minute because of weather so it was just me and my intern and we filmed everything and it was awesome and it it's a very real feeling like adventure and it's it's a lot of it's a lot of fun a lot of vlogging and stuff too so you get a lot of stuff very cool that's cool idaho is fun i'm going there at the end of august it's it's a cool place i want to go back for sure yeah i'm gonna catch me a seven or eight footer (laughs) hopefully hopefully we went to a a sturgeon pond yeah that way we were guaranteed fish, and I've never caught a sturgeon, so I wanted an educational part, too. So oh, that's I wanted, cool. Or, like, I didn't know how to handle them, and I watched videos, but there wasn't anyone that really explained it. So in my episode, I have the guy that runs the whole place explaining how you handle them and why, which is really important. So they're very protected fish. Yeah. And yeah. very weak fish. They have no bones. It's all cartilage. Yeah, that's crazy. It's And they have no scales. It's like, it's like the weirdest... It's it, they're related to the shark family, so it's it's like a really cool, it's a really cool species, man. I like totally respect them, a lot more than I expected. Like it's not a normal yeah. thing. They're, they're, they're super, they're super strong, super strong, and you know you join like a one percenter club, 
uh, because fewer than one percent of kayakers are actually ca- are fishing for sturgeon or catching them. Really? Yeah, it's the the percentage is super low. Super oh, low. A lot of fun. Yeah, they're definitely yeah. So if anybody's out there, like, definitely try to hook up with somebody you know is what they're doing for sturgeon fishing, even if it's not from a yak. You know, get into it. Um, you know, I'll even you know name drop Steve Carroll. If you ever want to get in touch with him, I'm sure he'll find a way to do it. Uh, that dude is, he knows what's up. He knows where the spots are. It's on the Snake River. It's legit, and it can be dangerous. Um, it is a whole different way of fishing. It is not bass fishing at all. It's very like physical. Yes, it's very physical. <laughs> Wait to see the episode. It's hilarious. It's <laughs> It's amazing, man. It's it, as I'm going through all the footage every day, I get to relive the adventure, and it's just like, man, it was so much fun. That's crazy. I dig it. I dig it. Booyah! We got any other questions for Mike, man? You got any other questions? I think we covered all the bases, right? Well, yeah, I'm going to do a whole lot, so I make it easy. I know, jeez. No, I will. Let me do a quick one. So obviously, we know Basquatch, your bass guy. What's the number two species that you love to chase? I have a love and hate relationship with Pike. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> Don't you dare! I, I yeah. What? As soon as I you said Pike, I knew that, Jay was gonna freak that is out. It cut the segment. We're done. <laughs> so you gotta understand though, because you know how the fishing is in Michigan with Pike. Yes. So you gotta understand that I lose more baits when yeah, I'm bass fishing, and. You know, anyone in the north part of the country does. Like, we, we lose yeah. night. That's why jackhammers suck, because you got to buy $20, $20 baits, and you lose them to Pike all day. Yeah. So I, that's why I, that's why I have a love-hate with Pike. I love catching Pike. Um, it's a lot of fun to go out and just target Pike, and it's fun when I know where they're at, and I'm just like, I'm going to pull. Like, and it's fun. It's a great fish to fight. I hate the way they make everything in my kayak smell, and I hate that I lose a lot of baits to them. So, well, I, I have a standing rule now that anything 25 or below does not come in the kayak. I will release you from the hook. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have 11 inch pliers. I will just release you and off you go. You hear that <laughs> pike? You hear that yeah. pike? <laughs> no, they're too dangerous. Like, you know, like I'd rather handle a 40 incher over a 25 or less. Oh, any absolutely. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're... inch pike is like the most dangerous. It's like I heard the same with the sharks. The small sharks are more flexible, so they can actually reach yeah. back and bite you. The bigger sharks can't. So I've yeah. heard the same thing with sharks. Is like small pike are a nightmare like yes it's like sending your grandkids back to your your kid's house after they had a big bowl of sugar like <laughs> they're they're so hyper yeah. and you can't oh, yeah. get them to calm down and then you can't hold them right and they slip out and they're do they i agree with you man small pikes suck they're yeah. dangerous you think they're gonna make an episode uh i am doing a pike episode actually when uh in the fall i'm going to be filming if you're interested Ah, uh, jeez. Let me see if I can clear my schedule. Wow. Look, there's nothing up here. I'm good. Uh, no, for real. I, <laughs> I, I literally just told Justin this. I think it was like about a week ago or two weeks ago. I'm like, dude, yeah. we got to do an episode where we target like all my rods are going to get 100-pound monoliters on them, and we're just going to do nothing but pike. Nothing. Wow. It, uh, yeah, let's talk. Yeah. I'd say that's okay. Look at that. Ironically enough, I don't know where that end is. 100-pound mono. Jeez. Well, so why, why why are you going to do 100 pound mono and not like a steel or a titanium uh, steel, steel cuts their mouths see there you go like oh I care about the pine 
I care about fish in general, dude. I want to like screw them up just so I can get a picture with them. That's not cool. So it's like, I don't break just, off on mono. I'm just saying I've never noticed any damage from the titanium with the nylon um, covering. I don't those know. Those are the black what... ones, right? Are those usually yeah. black? Yeah, I They're got very... those. Yeah, I, yeah, I've had a couple times where I see, like, if they go behind the top of the jaw, I've seen them cut open like that, and I just, I don't know, I feel terrible doing that. I don't know. Bad. <laughs> well, now I, I feel bad. Now I gotta redo everything. Dude, well, honestly, and I just pre, if I'm going out, like, pike fishing, like, if I was going out tomorrow, tonight I would just be pre-tying <laughs> leaders the whole day. I'd make, like, seven or eight of them, and then I just have them pre-tied, and then i go break up my poles and have them done, so they're all leadered up and ready to go and then i'll throw my jackhammer but i have big swim baits over here i use for pike a lot me too but yeah pike are fun cool. i dig it i like pike yeah <laughs> ryan's got a nice lake where it's loaded with i mean you can catch 25 eaters or 25 inch eaters all day wow i mean i've slammed like 20 in one day uh like not too long ago and we've had, we've actually had pike tacos and they're delicious Yummy. <laughs> I'm sure you're. I'm sure you're more than welcome to come over anytime. Anytime, Mike. Doors are always yeah. open, bro. We Michigan. Come to Illinois. Everybody. Got a spare bedroom. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I dig it, man. I dig it. Yeah. Pike are a ferocious, ferocious fish. Yeah. Jay, but... we'll talk. We'll talk though. You can come up here anytime. And we'll do a pike video. Sweet. Sounds good, man. Very cool. So look out for that, boys and girls. Jay Randall. On Basquatch on her TV. Yeah. And Brian. Can Brian tag along too? I mean, <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Brian, you can come. Well, Anytime thanks. I do an episode, <laughs> I make a post in a local group usually, like of a group wherever I'm going, like in Texas or wherever I am. And I'm saying, hey, I'm filming here. As soon as I find out where I'm going to be, I'm like, I'm going to be here at this time and date. Come fill out a, a release and a waiver. And here's the rules. If you don't want to come, come on out. Because I like, cool. that, I like the episode being about the sport. It's not. It's not Mike McKinstry TV. It's Basquatch Hunter TV. Yeah. And I, I, if I don't catch a fish all day, I'll get footage of you guys catching a fish all day. And that's it's mm-hmm. still the same thing to me. It's just showing the sport. That's all that matters. So um, I just made a post today in a group of, by Holland. And I have, I think, three people coming. That, nice. Um, I saw in. you post. So, um, oh, yeah, the Michigan Kayak Trail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they're all on that side of the state. So anytime I go somewhere, I do that. Because I love having other people in the video. It's just fun. It's different personalities. Like, if Jay gets a 45-inch pike on the lake, I know out here, which you can, by the way. There's 40 inches over here. Yeah. Um, Jay's look packing his, his bags. But, like, the, but his expression, a look on his face yeah. would be awesome. Like, yeah. why would I not want to share that? Like, that's why I share it on camera, because I love yeah. that experience. So, Heck yeah, um, man. So, yeah, anyone, you guys can bring 20 people with you, man. I don't care. <laughs> we're going to do that. Party at Mike's. <laughs> yeah, we're going to hog Mike. <laughs> oh that's too funny man oh that's awesome dude yeah definitely. i point out that you're wearing a bona fide shirt too <sighs> yeah work yeah. shirt bro just got home from work yeah, i just cool. want to say because you're like oh i gotta take the banner down i'm like yeah. you're wearing a shirt hey. and it's yeah. you got your face and you're wearing got, a hat look, <laughs> there's paint on it yeah so i'm just buying something they make turn, a good kayak they, they, they get a lot of hate but they make they make a good boat yeah, man, you can't argue with that, man. I mean, it's it's a solid platform. I love it. I just, um, I mean, I won't lie, I procrastinated a long time demoing a blue sky, and yeah, we all know how that went. Gotten one and just fell in love with it, man. Um, yeah, you can't argue with that. They they make a hell of a boat. Um, I dig them. I mean, 
If I ever got it out of a blue sky, I'd definitely go. It'd probably be either Jackson or Bonafide, but we'll yeah, see. It all depends what you do, man. It's we'll see like, what uh, we'll see when that time comes. Yeah. But all right. Yeah, man. So, uh, real quick, Mike, why don't you let everybody know where they could follow you and uh, follow the TV show, the YouTube, all that good stuff, and then we'll close this thing out, man. Um, all right. So, you can find my YouTube channel at Fluke Master. I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who? Gene's going to get two more hits today because of that. Yeah. Gene, <laughs> who? I don't know. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, so it's Basswatch Hunter TV on YouTube. Um, it's Basswatch Hunter TV on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, everything. Um, Facebook, um, I do a lot of cool stuff on the Basswatch page. I do my live podcast every week at 7 o'clock on Wednesdays. And I also do like giveaways and posts and stuff on that page all the time. Um, and then uh, the, U- or the TV show you can find on Waypoint TV. It's a free app you can download on any smartphone, um, on Samsung TV, Amazon Fire, um, any of the apple tv roku everything um and it's all hunting and fishing it's super cool there's some awesome shows on there um drew gregory shows on there too so if you want to see hooked on wild waters like see all the river stuff and the adventures he goes on there on that show too and uh on the network and uh yeah that's pretty much it very cool man fastwatchhunter.com and find some stuff too oh yeah perfect awesome man well mike thanks for uh taking the time out this evening to jump on here with us uh, of course, definitely, definitely appreciate I took time it. Away working on kayak fishing stuff to talk about kayak fishing stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> uh, with that being said, guys, uh, just a quick shout out to our our lovely supporters: Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Coyote Sunglasses, Fish Mob Lures, Southern Lake Co, and Michigan Ohio Kayak Anglers. Uh, Michigan Ohio Kayak Anglers. Yep. They're awesome guys. I was like, oh, uh oh. <laughs> bad blood. Bad Todd blood. And Todd and Rich are great guys. Yeah. Super good dudes. Um, yeah. uh, also, guys, don't forget about the recycling plastics program. Take your used plastics from this fishing season. Send them into the address in the show notes. Eric Richards from Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and sends them to the Heroes on the Water chapters. With that being yeah, said, awesome. yeah, heck yeah, man. That, with that being said, guys, until next time, tight lines and smooth paddling.
Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.